All right, good morning. On this day of Yomas, Zeha Yomas, Hashem Nagilam we should, no better way to give Shavach and Hodah to Kadosh Baruch on this day of celebrating Akamas Medina Sisral by sitting and learning Torah. And in this Chus, we ask Kadosh Baruch that all the terror should end, that we should no more. We should protect our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. We should only hear of simchas amen, and amen. births, and no more, uh, God forbid, terror attacks. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, so we are on Yud Aleph Amad Beis in Brachos, and we are 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18 lines from the top. The last words are Amar Av Huna. Yesterday we left off discussing, last two words in line of Amar Av Huna, we left off yesterday discussing that if someone went ahead and said already Berchas Kriya Shema and skipped Berchas Torah, he does not have to go back and repeat Berchas Torah should he desire, <coughs> or hopefully when he desires to learn later in the day or right after davening because Avaraba serves as a default Berchas Torah. Now we're going to do a few lines before we get into a deep dive into what Berchas Torah are, how they operate, what kind of brachas Berchas Torah, is chayv in Berchas Torah. So let's start. Now this is a very interesting Gemara, very hard to understand what the, the intentions or understandings of the following Baal <coughs> members are, what their opinions are, but we'll, we'll take a stab at it. When one learns Torah Shabbatav, Mikra is referring to Chumish, the five Chumish Chumish Torah, Sarech Levarech, you have to make a bracha of Berchas Torah, Le Midrash, but if you're learning the Midrash, ain't Sarech Levarech. That's not considered enough to go ahead and warrant a Berchas Torah. Again, we'll have to understand what, what Rav Huna's saying. Rabbi says, Le Mikra Le Midrash Sarech Levarech. When, when you learn Torah Shabbatav, the Chamisha Chumshe Torah, or Midrash, which expounds on these Psukim, you have to make a Berchas Torah. The Mishnah, but if you learn in Torah Shabbat Peh, you do not have to make a Bracha. The Mishnah ain't Sarach Levarach. Again, very counterintuitive and very uh, hard for us to understand as we obviously equate the same significance to Torah Shabbat Peh as we do to Torah Shabbat Peh. Now, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Af le Mishnah Namit Sarach Levarach. Rabbi, Yo- Rabbi uh, Yochanan says, even for Mishnah, because Mishnah, that, that's, that's explaining the Psukim, but not for Gemara. And then the last opinion, um, Rav Omar, even for Gemara, one would go ahead and have to go ahead and make the Berchas Torah. We'll have to understand what exactly is Machlokas. Again, it's very, very perplexing and strange sounding to us that one would have a Havamina like Rav Huna does, that you do not make a Berchas Torah when you open up a Gemara. The Gemara continues. We'll get back to this momentarily. The Gemara continues. There were times, that I was sitting in front of the great Rav, the Amora Rav, the Tanuya, to learn Perkin the Sifra the Rav. I was learning with him Medrash. The Sifra is the Medrash. Uh, on, on Parshas, uh, on Sefer Vayikra, also known as Torah's Kohanim. He would get up early in the morning, wash his hands, and make a bracha before learning the Medrash. And we see, so therefore it's not just on, on Torah Shabbat that one would make the bracha, even on all Torah Shabbat even Medrash and Gemara, presumably Gemara Mishnais as well. And this is in fact how we paskin, like Rava, that we go ahead and make a berchas Torah on any Torah that we are learning. The Gemara says, what exactly, my mevarach, what is this bracha that one makes? Amar Avud Amar Hashemuel, we're all familiar with this. Asher Kedushan Moshev Zion Lasok B'Divrei Torah. Here's the source for all the Berachas Torah. That's what we say every morning. 
And the Rabbi Yochanan says, that's the beginning of the bracha. How do we finish it? Messiah Behochi, Ha'arivna. What is Ha'arivna? Sweeten. How sweet it is, Akadosh Baruch Hamasukimidvash. How sweet the Torah is. Ha'arivna, Hashem, Makenos, Yvesh, Hashem, make it sweet in our, in our, in our mouths. Upios amcha beisro on the mouths of your entire nation. We and nachnu that we should be vitzetsoenu vitzetsoemcha, not just our immediate offspring, but our offsprings, offsprings, and future generations. Amcha beisro kuloni yedishemecha. We all should come to recognize your holy name. Veoske sarasechan be involved in your Torah. Baruch ato Hashem hamelami Torah leamu Yisrael. And Rav Amnuna Amar Rav Amnuna says Asher bachabanu mikolamim. We were chosen amongst all the nations. Velos and lanos taraso, and he chose us and he gave us the Torah kedosha. Baruch ato Hashem no sin Torah. And Rav Amnuna says he meula shev brachos. This last brach of Asher bachabanu is the most exalted of all of them. Why? Because not only does it give shavach to a kadosh baruch, it also gives praise to his chosen nation, the Amanifchar. That it says, Asher Bachar Banu who chose us amongst all the nations. Therefore, Hilkach Lemrenu Lakula. We should say all of the brachos, and in fact, we do. This is the Berchas Torah that we say in the morning. Okay. Now, let's. Yesterday I said we spoke more about Psukim, um, we did more textual. Now let's understand exactly what's going on when we make Berchas Torah. <clears throat> Excuse me. What exactly is the nature of Berchas Torah? What are the times that we say it? How can we understand this Gemara? So to that, our starting point, our launching pad will be the brachos, Gemara Brachos of Chafalaf, which is 10th <laughs> off away. Presumably, it probably take us about two months to get there, so let's at least uh, see what's going on in that Gemara. The Gemara says, how do we know? Minayim lebechas HaTorah, lefnei Torah, me'an Torah. How do we know that Berchas HaTorah, that we make before we go ahead and we learn, how do we know that that's me'an Torah? The Pasuk says, when you will go ahead and invoke the name, articulate the name of Hashem, give greatness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Gemara interprets that as meaning, when you learn Torah, give a bracha beforehand. That's the source in the Torah. That's the passage that we start with before Shema Nasrei. <clears throat> There's a Gemara in Yuma, and Daf Lamed Hei, and Lamed Zayin, that discusses that same source, Kishem Hashem Ekra, is also the source on Yom Kippur, when the Kohen Gadol says the Shem HaMeforash, the, the Hashem of Hashem, all the Kohanim answer, Baruch Shem Kivon Malchus Boy. So we see from this pasuk two, two possibilities. Kishem Hashem Ekra is the source of Berch Torah before we engage in Asek Torah, before we engage in learning Torah, and it's also the source, says the Gemara Yuma, for the, the, the halacha or the minach that the, the kohanim go ahead and respond when they hear the kohen god yom kippur say shem and farash they go ahead and they and they say baruch shem kohen machasol now the ramban understands that berchas torah is a mitzvah asay minat torah which means that we are obligated minat torah before we open up a chomish in, or let's assume before we davening we're getting up at davenings at 745 god forbid we go to any other minion <laughs> we have to go to the most popular minion so 745 a.m but we get up at six o'clock to learn do we have to make a bracha and if we do is it minat torah only rabbinically mandated the ramban says the berchas torah are minat torah okay it's a mitzvah as i say <clears throat> he counts it as one of his 613 mitzvahs Interestingly enough, the Rambam does not list Berchas HaTorah in his list of 613 mitzvahs. So the Ramban, yes, lists Berchas HaTorah in one of those, in his Minyan mitzvahs, but the Rambam doesn't. So that leads to a whole slew of opinions as to what was the Rambam's intentions when he omitted Berchas HaTorah from his list of mitzvahs. 
So there are those who say, most notably the Shagasari, the Prima Godim, who says the Rambam holds that making the brach on, on, on Torah is only rabbinically mandated, only midrabanan. Okay. However, the Kiryas Sof- Sofer's commentary on the Rambam says it can't be. He says that even though the Rambam doesn't list it in his 613 mitzvahs, it's still minat Torah. Do we ever see a precedent where the Rambam will omit something and not count it in his minion of Taryag mitzvahs and still consider it a daraisa? He says, look at the Sefer Achinuch. The Sefer Achinuch always fought, by the way, the Sefer Achinuch was written anonymously. The Sefer Achinuch lists all the 613 mitzvahs. It was actually written by the author to his son. You know, we write love notes to our children on our refrigerator. Don't forget to take your, your lunch. This is what he wrote to his son. He wrote a long treatise on the 630 mitzvahs anonymously. We think we know who it is, but it was written to his son. And the, the Sefer Achinoch almost invariably follows the Rambam. Whenever there's a machlokas, Rambam and Ramban, the Sefer Achinoch always follows the Rambam. That's going to be important soon. In any event, <clears throat> in Mitzvah Tof Lamid, the Sefer Achinoch says, in discussing the mitzvah of benching, he says, benching is a mitzvah minatorah. We know, v'achalta, v'savata, v'irachta. Everyone agrees that benching is minatorah. And the Sefer Achinuch says, this is so atypical and unusual and out of character for a bracha to be minatorah. He says, there's only one other example. What's that example? Berchasa Torah. But he himself does not list the Berchasa Torah as a mitzvah, as one of the 613 mitzvahs. So there is precedent to not include a mitzvah in the 613 mitzvahs, but still count it as a mitzvah minatorah. We see that that's what exactly the Sefer Achinuch does. The Sefer Achinuch does not count Berchas Torah as one of the 613 mitzvahs, and yet undeniably says, articulates in Mitzvah Taflam, when discussing Berchas Amazon, he says there's one other mitzvah of a bracha in Torah, and that's Berchas Torah. So we see that you don't necessarily have to list it in your 613 mitzvahs in order to have the, the power of a biblically mandated mitzvah midaraisa. So the Kiryas Sofer says here too, the Rambam doesn't include Berchus um, Torah as a separate mitzvah, but it's part and parcel of Talmud Torah. Why is it part and parcel of Talmud Torah? Let me ask you a question. Is putting on a tefillin a mitzvah Torah? Yes. Yes, sorry. Is, <clears throat> is putting up a, a mezuzah mitzvah Torah? Wearing sitzis, yes. Does the Torah tell us to make a bracha for those mitzvahs? No. They're all medrabanan. Here it says, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when you go ahead and engage in learning, give a bracha, give greatness to Hashem by, the, by, the, by way of a bracha. So here it's part and parcel of, this, of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. So the fact that the Rambam doesn't necessarily list it separately does not exclude it from being a mitzvah minat Torah. Okay, point number one. And what source, what source do they use to say it's the Raisa? Kishem Hashem Ekra, Kishem Hashem Ekra, the brachos, Gemar and brachos, Davkof Aleph says, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when you will enunciate and you will articulate the name of Hashem, meaning in learning, Havu Godel Lelokeinu, give greatness to Hashem. And that means you give him a bracha, you give him shavach. The Gemara says, says that. So the Rambam doesn't actually say, we're just assuming the Kiryas Sofer says, we assume that it's part and parcel of, of Talmud Torah. It's one mitzvah, learning and giving the bracha when you learn. Now, Oh, so, oh, so, no, no. So if you hold, it's Nasmacht, if you hold like the first opinion that he holds is Midrabanan, correct. Like the Shagas Aryeh says that he, the fact that the Ram, Ram omitted it, it must be an Olam Midrabanan. What does he do with that Pasuk? It's Nasmacht. Thank you, Marty. You're correct. Now, what type of bracha is this? So in general, there are different types of mitzvahs. For example, we make mitzvahs before we do a mitzvah. That's called the Birchas 
Hamitzvah. We make a bracha before we bite into a green, juicy apple. That's a berchas anenin. We make brachas after we come out of the bathroom. Ashiyatza, that's a berchas shevach vodar. We're giving praise to HaKadosh Baruch for allowing our body to function. If not, we discuss Ashiyatza at length before. If not, obviously we will not be able to survive. So the Ramban actually says that Berchas Torah is a Shavach Vahodah. We're giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not what we would have thought. We would have thought that Berchas Mitzvah would be a typical, uh, Berchas Torah would be a typical Berchas Mitzvah. Before one opens up a Gemara, you make a Bracha. The Ramban says it's a Berchas Shavach Vahodah. We're giving thanks and, and praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. For what? For Kabbalah Torah. Referring back to Maman Arsinai, that we thank Hashem for giving us the Torah. Now, we saw yesterday, that's one opinion. We saw yesterday, Tosvos asks an amazing question and gives one of the most famous answers in, in all of the Shas. And we said yesterday, Tosvos asked the following question. We alluded to this yesterday. Why do I get up and say Berchus once in the day, and if I come back and learn six to seven hours later, I don't have to repeat Berchus as opposed to when I leave my sukkah after making a leishev and I leave after breakfast, and I come back for lunch, I have to make another leishev sukkah. What's the difference, Tosfos asks. I can make the same leishev sukkah five times in one day. If you go to these programs, we have a meal every hour. You can make the leishev sukkah five times a day. But, but Berchus you make it once a day. Tosfos gives a very, very, very famous, well-known answer, and he says something we're all familiar with, that you never go ahead and you never are mesech dait. He says, the cold, um, he says, uh, the shiny Torah daito. There is never a mental disconnect from Torah. All day long, we may not actually be involved in actual engaged in learning, but Torah permeates our day. There's never a mental disconnect. You never turn off that switch. As opposed to when you go leave the sukkah for breakfast, you pretty much know you're not going to eat until lunch, so the sukkah is not on your mind. So since there was a hesachadas, there was a mental lapse in awareness, you have to go and make the bracha. What is inherent in Tosos's question? Obviously, he must assume there's some common ground, some commonality between sukkah and tamatot, or birchas leishe sukkah and birchas tamatot, in order for him to make the connection. And everyone, re- everyone agrees that, that leishe sukkah is a birchas mitzvah. So the fact that Tosos is asking from sukkah to tamatot must mean that he views birchas Torah as as a birchas mitzvah. Otherwise, you can't ask from apples to oranges. The fact that Tosos, again, is asking from sukkah to Torah, and clearly Leishev HaSukkah is a Berchas HaMitzvah, before we sit in the sukkah, Basukos, Tesu, Shivas, Yomim, one must sit in the sukkah for seven days before you eat, that's clearly a Berchas HaMitzvah. And he asks from that onto Berchas HaTorah, shows what Tosos' thought process is in asking the question, and it reflects what his opinion is of what Berchas HaTorah is. And Berchas HaTorah must be a Berchas HaMitzvah. Is that clear? Yeah, because if he, if he would have said that, if he would have compared it to the building of the sukkah, then, well, then, but, but if he would have made that comparison, then it wouldn't have been... No, well, we don't, again, we discussed last week whether the sukkah is a mitzvah or not. Again, the, the oh, no, 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 but still, no, what I'm saying, like, you're making the bracha when you're inside, saying lay shave is sukkah. Oh, because building is once, lay shave is multiple yeah, yeah, times, yeah. correct, correct. And therefore learning, hopefully, hopefully, is multiple times during the day as well, unless we're engaged in it all day long, we never stop. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's the second possibility. So possibility number one is the Shavach Vahodah, we're giving thanks to Hashem. Possibility number two, that it's a Berchus mitzvah. The Vilna Gon, by the way, is of the opinion that it's a Berchus mitzvah. So how are these two things going to play out, L'Halacha? So there's a very well-known um, Shulchan Aruch that says, in Simon Mem Zayin, the Mechaber of Yosef Karo says, 
Nashim Mivarchos Berchos Torah, that women should make or have to make a Berchos Torah. Magen Avram says, why, explains on that, why do women have to make a, is there a chiyuv for women to learn Torah? <clears throat> no. Is there an obligation for women? Let's say we open a, a Gemara, Zvachim, which most of it doesn't apply today, okay? There's no Karbanos today. Laser, are we obligated? Men? Of course. Are women obligated? No. There's no inherent obligation in Chiyuv Talmud Torah for women, because it says, your sons, your male offspring has to learn, but not your female offspring. But, so why do they make a bracha on, on, on um, learning? The Magen Avram says, because there's certain halachos they have to know. Shabbos, kashros, nida. Women are in charge of the kitchen of the house. They're, they're, they're the ones who are usually preparing for Shabbos. They're the ones who are, they need to know the halachos of kashros. Make sure they're not trafficking up the kitchen. They have to know halachos nida. They have to know halachos Shabbos. They have to be the, the, they have to set the tone of the house. So it says the Magen Avram, since they have to know certain halachos, then they make the bracha. The Vilna Gon says he doesn't like this. So he's very, very bothered by this. He says, I don't understand. When you say, again, <clears throat> the Vilna Gon understands that Berchas HaTorah is a Berchas mitzvah. So if you want to say that they have to know the certain halachos that, that, that are shayach, that are applicable to them, Nida, Kasher, Shabbos, for example, and others, then you can say that they can make a bracha, but to say they have to make a bracha, there's no chi of Talmud Torah for women. So the Vilna Gon says, it can't be that when the Shulchan Aruch says that women make a bracha, it's not must, but it means they may. Okay? It means they may. Now, just like they make a bracha on lulav, shofar, and sukkah, for example, let's ask the following question. Women are, obli- are obligated in mitzvah, sashizman, grama, or paturos. They are exempt. Why are women exempt from all mitzvahs, from all positive time-bound mitzvahs? The Avudraham, who was a Rishon in his Siddur, says, because, in, it says a little bit differently, but basically women have responsibilities that we don't have that are specific to a, to a time. Meaning, when their child, their one-year-old, is crying for food, and the wife or the mother has to run to hear shofar, you're going to say, leave a, a crying baby hungry, uh, a crying baby, a hungry baby, leave him in the house, and you go hear shofar? Or you have to go here, shake Lulav, and your child needs to be a diaper change. You let him sit in a soiled diaper. They have responsibilities that are that are that that sort of uh, conflict with time parameters that they can't be high even all mitzvah sashes mangram. And that's the reason given by the Avudraham. So we know that women are not obligated in shofar, Lulav, and sukkah, for example. But if they opt in, if they opt in, can they make a bracha? So that's a machlokas Rambam and Rabbeinu Tam. The Rambam says women cannot make a bracha on any mitzvah they're not obligated. It's betoras eino mitzvah of osef. They want to do it, kolak avod, excellent. But they cannot make a bracha. Rabbeinu Tam says they can make a bracha. Why? What would be the reason that they cannot make a bracha? Because how could you say asher kiddushanu b'mitzvah Excellent, Marty. How could you say vitzivanu? We were commanded. You're not commanded. If you're not commanded, how can you make a bracha? That's the sheet of the Rambam. Rabbeinu Tam says vitzivanu. By the way, these fardim. Pasking like the Rambam. Therefore, a woman, a Sephardi woman, who asks anyone in the, in, the, in the Sephardi minion, if they sit in shul, if sit in the sukkah, sukkah's night, they will not make the bracha of Asher, the, the Shulchan Aruch follows, the Mechaber follows the Rambam, that's the way the Sephardi Paskim. The Ramah follows, we follow Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam says we can. Ashkenazic women will make a bracha of Alantilas Lulav, 
and so on and so forth. Why? How can they say Vitzivanu? Because Vitzivanu doesn't mean us. It means that they're part of Kla Yisrael. And since Vitzivanu, obviously women are just as important in men in the, in, in, in the national picture. And therefore, Vitzivanu comes to include them in any event. Here's the following. We're going to have to, the Brisker of, of Chaim Brisker was very bothered by the following. If we just said, play close, play close, pay close attention. If we just said that the Rambam holds that women cannot make a bracha when they're not obligated in the mitzvah. That's what we just said. The Rambam says it. By Shofar, Lulav, and Sukkah. And we said the Mechaber, where Yosef Kara, Usfardi, always follows the Rambam. Why would the Mechaber then say that women make a bracha on Berchas uh, Torah? If they're not obligated in learning Torah, they have no chiv of Talmud Torah. We just established. They have no chiv to learn about Karbanos the way you and I do, Jeff. Right? We're men. Women don't have to. So if the Rambam holds that you do not make a bracha when you're not commanded, and the Mechaber always follows suit of the Rambam, and yet the Mechaber says they go ahead and they make a bracha by learning. Right? It's not, it's not following. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. That's why the Brisker Rav, Rav Chaim Salvechik, had a third understanding of how to understand a Berchas mitzvah. It's not a berchas mitzvah. It's not a berchas shavach vodah like the Ramban, but rather the actual learning of the Torah. Asek Batora mandates, warrants, and demands a bracha based on the pasuk. Again, this is the only kishem Hashem When you learn, the actual learning of the Torah kishem Hashem actually gives us the obligation to go and make a bracha. So now let's we're gonna. Give me one second, Zach. It says as follows. The actual corpus, the syllabus of the Torah itself, is what obligates us to make a bracha. And this is how we could explain the Mechaber. The Mechaber says that women have to make a bracha because it's not a question of whether they're obligated. Once you open up a Gemara or a Chumash and you read from it, Kishem Hashem Ekra, when you enunciate, when you articulate, when you verbalize the name of Hashem, your obligation to, to learn sets in, to make a bracha sets in. Let's see if that fits into the, the Gemara. Is there any proof? Is there any proof for Rav Chaim? Well, we just read an astounding Gemara. The Gemara just said, according to Rav Huna, you only make a bracha when you learn Torah Shabbat What kind of a crazy hunt? We just read that. Well, we saw four opinions. You only make a, for those that are coming late, we just saw, we just read in the Gemara that there are four opinions. When you make a bracha Torah, the first opinion of Huna says, only when you learn Chomish. When you learn anything else, you don't make a bracha. When you learn Midrash, Mishnah, Gemara, you don't make a bracha. Rava ultimately is the fourth opinion, says you make a bracha on Toshav Echtav and Toshav Alpeh, including Medrash, Mishnah, and Gemara. How can we understand Rav Huna? It's so counterintuitive to what we were, we've always been taught. Only if you learn Chumash, you make a bracha. The way Rav Chaim understands it actually makes sense. Rav Chaim says, Ki Hashem ekra. When you go and articulate Shem Hashem, have a Godelokeinu. Where's the source of that? That's a Pasuk in the Torah. The only when you Shem Hashem ekra, <clears throat> it's not in the Gemara. It's not in the Mishnah. Kishem Hashem is a source root in the Torah that says, when you, and now it's still a difficult Havamina, but at least we could understand a little more palatable the, the thought process of Rav Huna when he says, you only make a bracha on, on Torah Shabbat, the Chamisha Chumshet Torah. Why? Because that's the source, Kishem Hashem when you enunciate my name, Havagodil Okay. Now, Zach, do you have a question? Yeah, I don't know. 
No, so, so, so the first opinion is that the bracha of Berchus Torah is a Shavach Vodah. That's the Ramban. They were giving praise, and that is because of Kabbalah Satorah. The way the Vilna Gon understands and Tosus understands that Berchus Torah is a Berchus Mitzvah. We're going to see practical applications in a second. And the third possibility, the third possibility is Rav Chaim says, is not a typical bracha in either sense. Of the, in either sense. It's not a Berchus Shavach Vodah or a Berchus Mitzvah. It is rather just the fact that once you go and engage in, in learning, that itself obligates us to go ahead and, and say the bracha. Correct, correct. Now, this is interesting, by the way, based on this Gemara, there's a fast, listen to this Aruch HaShulchan, he says as follows, what happens if a person learns but doesn't understand what he's learning? Is that considered learning? Yes. yes. Who says yes? Okay, so if someone learns, hopefully no one here, but if someone's learning now and doesn't understand what they're learning, I, that's, that's my fault if, if, if that's the case, but let's assume in, in general that if someone learns, sits through a share for a half hour and doesn't come out with one word of understanding, did he, does he get credit? Yes. So the Aruch HaShulchan says, it might, the difference might, it, it might be a distinction. It says, by Torah Shabbatav, by the Chamisha Chamshei Torah, you're uttering the words of Hashem, that is exactly, so when you're uttering Devar Hashem, that's a, there's a Kiyom, that is a mitzvah on Talmud Torah, if you don't understand it. When it comes to Torah Shabbat Peh, the whole reason we have Torah Shabbat Peh is to elucidate, to elaborate, and to clarify what the Torah is. How do we understand Los Sasa Don't do work on Shabbos. Does the Torah mention any Malachos? It mentions one. Los Don't kindle a fire on Shabbos. Possibly, possibly a person should not leave. So one and a half Malachos are mentioned. Meaning it mentions uh, kindling a fire and possibly don't, not to carry. The other 37 Malachos, how would we learn what they are if not for the Gemara? So if the whole reason we have Gemara, Torah Shabbat Peh, is to clarify, is to build upon and to elaborate the Torah Shabbat and I don't understand the Torah Shabbat did I actually accomplish anything? So Lord HaShokhan says there may be a difference. So for all you guys who said yes, you're right. And for all those who said, for the one or two who said no, you're also right. It might depend on what, and like everything in Judaism, you always have someone to rely on. So really it depends on if it's Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat But based on what we said, the Lord HaShokhan, you can understand a little bit. Because if you say Kishem Hashem Ekra, when you call out Hashem's name, so even if you don't understand what you're saying, when you're reading Psukim, you are literally uttering Shem Hashem. You're Kishem Hashem Ekra. When you will call out Hashem's name, that's what you're doing. So maybe you, there's a reason, there's a tzad to say, there's an opinion, or at least say a possibility that you would be Yotzeis with, with, that, with that distinction. Now, we discussed yesterday, what about Maharher B'divrei Torah? What about if someone wakes up early? I know this is always on Jeff's mind. When Jeff wakes up in the morning, he's thinking, I want to learn. I'm just, I'm in the car. No, I'm not laughing, guys. guys I'm not wakes laughing. wakes me up. Can't sleep. Say it again. Say it again. So that's what wakes me up. God bless. God bless. We should all be there. hundred percent. So basically, if you're thinking B'divrei Torah, before you daven, before you make Berch Torah, must you go ahead and make a bracha if you're just thinking? So we, we touched upon this yesterday. The Shulchan Aruch in Simon Memzai in the Mechaber says, one does not have to make a bracha if he's just maharher, if he's just thinking about Torah, you do not have to make a bracha. The Vilna Gon says, no, of course you have to make a bracha. This would make sense according to what we've been saying all along. If the Vilna Gon, the Gro, holds that learning, that Berchas HaTorah uh, is a Berchas mitzvah, 
then any way you go ahead and interpret and learn, we consider hegyon libi, we consider inner feelings to be a value, you're learning Torah, you should have to make a bracha. But if it's really just kishem Hashem ekra, like the, like the, the Rabbeinu Chaim was saying, uh, Chaim Brisker was saying, that it's just kishem Hashem ekra, it's rooted, the actual pasuk is the mechaiv. When you go in and you articulate and you verbalize shem Hashem, then you'd have to say the bracha. If not, you don't have to. So this can also explain the opinion of whether you have to go ahead and make a bracha by Mahara B'divrei Torah. Lastly, we said yesterday something fascinating. Do you remember yesterday we said that Ava can exempt us from the Berchas Torah if we for some reason came late to shul, which none of us here ever do, and we come late to shul and we missed, and we went straight to Berchas Kriyashma after Yishtabach, and we said Berchas Kriyashma, we said Shema, and then I want to learn now. Do you have to go ahead and repeat Berchas uh, Torah? The answer is no, because Avarabba went ahead and potted you, already exempted you. So let me ask you the following question. If it's a Berchas Torah, it may impact. If it's a Berchas Torah, when do we, sorry, if it's a Berchas Mitzvah, when do we normally make a Berchas Mitzvah? Right over last Yasad, right before we go ahead and we do perform the Mitzvah. There's only one Mitzvah that's not really not over last Yasad. And we say Tfilas Ger. When again, the Gemara Pesachim Davav discusses, when a ger goes into the mikvah, he can't say, It's a mitzvah for him. He's about to do tefillah. Mila and tefillah is a mitzvah for a ger who's converting to, to, to Yadis. But he can't say, So that's the one exception. You can't make the bracha before you do the mitzvah. But everyone, every other mitzvah, we go ahead and hopefully don't hammer our fingernail. We hammer the mezuzah. Everything we do is right before. So how do you understand the shita, the Rav Yitzchak on top, who said that, if you, Avarabah only is going to exempt you if you learn right after davening. Remember we said yesterday, Avarabah only is going to serve as a default Berchus HaTorah if right after davening you open up a Gemara, open up a Chomish. But if it's later in the day, you have to say the Berchus HaTorah. But if you say Berchus in the morning, you can learn seven hours later and not have to repeat it. Okay, that's what we said yesterday in Tosfos. That Avarabah, if you skip Berchus and Avarabah, and you want to, you say Berchus Kriyashma, because Avarabah says, about talks about lima Torah, about um, uh, the mitzvos that it serves as in in the bidiyev situation it serves as a berchas Torah. and if you were to learn right after davening you don't have to say berchas Torah. but if you have to learn six to seven hours later you have to say berchas Torah. if you say like the vilna gon that's a berchas Torah, and you, and you say berchas Torah in the morning it's a berchas mitzvah and you don't have to learn for seven or eight hours later and that's okay that, that that's very typical that's hard to understand if it's a Berchus Torah, because typical Berchus Torah, you say the Berchus Mitzvah, sorry, typical Berchus Mitzvah, you say the bracha right before the performance of the mitzvah. But here, we say Berchus Torah in the morning, and we may not learn for six or seven hours. But if you say like the Ramban, that it's a Berchus Shavak Falda, that we're giving praise to Hashem, it can last much longer. It's much easier to understand. It's not actually tied to the performance of the mitzvah. It can be done much, much later in the day. Okay, so those are the, the, the distinct possibilities. Um, the next topic is kind of long, so we'll finish two minutes early, but just very, very quickly, just to, un- just to summarize, there are three possible ways of understanding of how, what a Berch story is. Either it's a Shavach Vodor, like the Ramban says, that we're giving thanks to Hashem for Kabbalah's uh, Torah, Maimon Sinai. It could be like Tosfos, the way Tosfos, the fact that Tosfos compares Berch Torah to Leshe Basuka shows that he's making it a Berch Mitzvah, and that's the way the Vilna Gon understands. Or the third possibility, Chaim Brisker, 
that it's neither berchas it's neither nor is it a berchas nanin. It's rather just an obligation. The the pasuk itself, which is no other pasuk in the Torah outside of bechatav sevater, but that's clearly not a berchas mitzvah. It's after you eat, you have to bench. The only other time we're obligated to make a mitzvah a bracha in the Torah is kishem Hashem ekra. Etzem the fact when you call out Hashem's name and the asek Torah, that itself is the obligation sets in. It mandates and warrants that we say Shem Hashem. And possible, uh, make a bracha. Possible applications is, why does the Mechaber say, why does the Shachanach say women make a bracha? So it could be that they must or they may. According to the Vilna Gon, if they're not obligated in Talmud Torah and Sabrech Mitzvah, it's not that they must. They may. They're not obligated to. Number two, we saw what about if someone thinks before davening? So if you hold it's a Dvar Torah, that it's a Berch Torah, it's Berch Mitzvah like the Vilna Gon, then you should. If it's not, like Rav Chaim, just the actual art verbalizing the name of Hashem, Kishem Hashem Ekwa, the Pasuk tells us when to say the, the bracha. So if you're just Mahara, you're just thinking of it, you don't have to make the bracha. That could explain the Machlokas, uh, Machaber, and the Vilnagon. Number three, what about, oh, I forgot that's one other thing. What about, they raise an interesting possibility, the Be'er Halacha, the, which is Mishnah Bura, can a woman fulfill the mitzvah for the man? Can a, bro, can a woman make the Be'er Chasatawa for a man? Husband and wife are having a chavrusa in, in the morning. Can the woman say berchas Torah and pater her husband? So this will depend. If it's a berchas mitzvah and they're not obligated, if you hold like the Vilna Gon, that's berchas mitzvah and they're not obligated, we always say, If I'm not obligated in a mitzvah and Colin is obligated, then I cannot go ahead and make the bracha for Colin. So if a woman is not obligated, so she cannot. But if you hold like it's a shavach valdah, like the Ramban, there's room to say that a woman can exempt her husband. She's chayiv in shavach valdah, just like we are. Or if it's like Rav Chaim, that the fact when you're opening a chumish and you're articulating shem Hashem, that's when the chiv sets in. The chiv ostensibly can set in for the woman the same way it can set in for the man. So even that will be impacted. Can a wife be motzi or husband in the bracha will be impacted in how we understand and how we understand this, the, the, the nature of Berchus Torah. And the last thing we said was, the last nafkamina we said, um, must one learn right after making the bracha? And that will depend. If it's Shevach Vodah, you can learn much later in the day. If it's a Berchus mitzvah, you really should learn right away. Have a fantastic day.